I'm Talking is sponsored by Afori Books. Thank you, Afori Books. Hi, I'm Isabel. Hello, I am Caroline. That was such a big pause, but okay, we're going to ignore it. Olivia, go. Are we ignoring it if you said it? Mm, <laughs> yes and no. I never understand when people say, we're just going to ignore that, and then, but then they comment on it. But, so were you ignoring it? Is that what like, yeah, you're ignoring it by acknowledging it because that isn't ignoring that's acknowledging <laughs> it's like in court when they say you will disregard what he said well i won't will i yeah i'll actually completely regard what he if said people say all the time they're always like we're actually not going to acknowledge what's just happened and i'm like well you are though aren't you because you, you're directly <laughs> talking about it now so now that's all i'm going to be thinking about. You're not, you're not getting our attention, but you are. Yeah, but, yeah, but people are like, um, do you know, we're not actually acknowledging you because you're being a child. I'm like, well, you've looked at him now, so he knows you've acknowledged him. <laughs> yeah, totally. Good job. <laughs> totally. Um, Sometimes you have to acknowledge that you're ignoring, you know. No, you've Everyone acknowledged. Know. If you're ignoring, ignoring, just ignore. Yeah. How do you acknowledge? You can't acknowledge. You have to just ignore. Literally, that's like those kids that sulk in the corner but keep peeking to see if you're looking, you know. Yeah. And they go, I don't care about you, and then come back in the room and go, Yeah, do you know that I said I don't care about well, like, you? When I was at work, and the, one of the a customer was annoyed that we didn't let her do something, so um, rather than just sort of move past it, she kept every time I walked past, she kept going, I don't even care that you didn't let me do that thing. And I was like, <laughs> Babe, it's been five times now, you obviously care. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry they bothered you that much. But you telling me I don't care every single time I walk past you is definitely caring. <laughs> and when she left, she was like, I just don't even care. I don't care. And then left. And I was like, <laughs> but you do. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Stop caring then. Yeah. Uh, and for anyone who's wondering, the thing we wouldn't let her do was dance on top of the table. Um, oh, well, I don't even care. No, I don't care. You know, no one cares. And she didn't. She didn't appreciate that I said well, we're just not that kind of place. And then she <laughs> what kind of place? And I was like, the kind of place where people dance on tables. And then her other friend said, "Oh, I think she means a strip club." And I was like, "That's not what I said." And she was like, "Well, if I wanted to be a stripper, I could be a stripper." And I was like, "I mean, sure, I'm sure you could do whatever you want to do." Just like, not here. How about that? I mean, but she didn't care, and that's what matters most of all. No, and to be fair, I think that if you do want to be a stripper, my top tip is that you first find a strip club. Yes, mm. I agree. Because um, you just it just doesn't work if you just do it anywhere. You know. But at one point, she said, "It's not my fault you don't have sturdy tables." And I was like, well, "We're not talking about the craftsmanship of the table. <laughs> We're just talking about whether or not you should stand on it." Which it actually didn't have anything to do with the craftsmanship of the table. It was more because like you fall off and hurt yourself, and also don't stand on other people's tables. But she has got a point. It isn't her fault. No, but I mean the table's bolted to the floor. I don't really think it was going to move. I was like the craftsmanship is fine. But then I was like, I'm not a carpenter. I can't defend the table. This is very weird. <laughs> do you not have like a, a a mark on every table? You know. Very fine, it's sturdiness on a Well, clearly, table. we need for you know, out of 100, this table is 54 sturdy. So um, please don't stand <laughs> on it. Because, you know, we all know it has to be above 80 to be a standable table. Yes. And this one is not. Yes. Uh, so. Yes. 
Well, I think I think we shouldn't speak out of turn. So if there are any carpenters or yeah. sturdiness optimizers, because yeah. that's what they're called yeah, yeah, out there, who could tell us what is the official rating of, of a sturdiness. sturdiness? Yes, I'd love to know. Yes. Because I, you know, it's right. I can't talk about something I don't know anything no, about. I don't understand sturdy tables. No. So. Who are you to make assumptions, Olivia? Come exactly. On. Exactly. exactly. In 2021. I can't just be exactly. assuming. We can't just be out here assuming. Exactly. No. No. That's so no. much, dear. Um, this was the intro. Oh, so, right. you know, hi. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Sh- I'm Talking. Um... We've introduced ourselves, I feel. Yes. Yeah. Technically, because again, Olivia, in the last podcast, you did this attack yawn. Okay. And I think that's what we're going to call it. Well, it's just how I yawn. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, okay. To be, I just wanted to point out, Olivia didn't actually introduce herself. Oh, I mean, we said her name multiple times. I mean, I said I her feel name. like I don't need to introduce myself. Yeah. I just ranted about customers. That is me <laughs> in a nutshell. It's been two weeks since um, our last podcast. It has. So I'd point that out. I don't know what mm. that starts, but, you know. I actually had a conversation with your dad the other day and just told My him. My dad? To like, yeah, your dad. He's also mm. Olivia's dad. I'm just gonna let him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, just, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I just had this thing, this conversation with him where I decided for an hour, not because I'm annoying, because I'm mm. not. But to point out every time he stated the obvious. And I was just like, so, which was actually, it's quite a lot. And people actually state the obvious quite a lot. Yeah. So um, that's why I'm telling you that it's been two weeks since our last, po- last podcast. I see. I, um, I don't really know what that story was in relevance to. but okay. uh, Neither did I, to be fair. And then I remembered halfway through. So that's mm. quite good, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So this week I um, so a couple of weeks ago, I watched this movie. Um, and oh, let me say this first, that I run a movie club. If you don't run a movie club, you're not in a movie club, you're missing out. And um, the way movie club works is that we all watch a movie. We pick a movie and then we all watch it in our own homes. And then we come together on a Zoom and we talk about the movie and uh before pandemics happened, we used to have a meal and talk about the movie, but now we just talk about it on Zoom and all have our meals in our own homes. But anyway, I watched this movie a couple of weeks ago and um, Olivia and Isabel, you also... Well, Isabel, Olivia, you'd already seen it. Yeah. And it's called... What is it called now? It's like that. it was Aliens and... Oh, Spectral. Spectral. Watch Spectral. Mm. And... Um, well, maybe don't. No, I'm not saying watch it. I said I watched it. Oh. I'm not I'm not recommending it. Um, I watched Spectral and nine minutes into Spectral, I just thought everyone in this movie, like all the men in the movie, look like I mean, I have a little bit of face blindness anyway, but Which they is all, a real thing. Yes, people who yeah, yeah, face blindness is a real thing. Um but um I watched moving and for all the men looked the same. Like they looked to the point, they looked the same so much that when they were dying in this so-called action movie, I thought they'd been resurrected again because the next soldier just looked like the first soldier. So I was a bit confused by the plot for quite a long time because I thought, 
oh, people just keep getting resurrected so they don't really mm-hmm. die. But anyway, and it made me think, anyway, today, it made me think about just like recasting movies. And like, so there was one woman in this movie and she was pretty pointless. Um, I'm not speaking against her womanhood. I'm just saying as a character. Mm. Um, there were two black people. Uh, one, of course, died within the first six minutes and the other one was pretty useless for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like it just there were so many there was so many plot holes in this movie. And I'm sorry for all these people out there who think this is one of their like top 10 movies because it's just so not. But anyway, it made me think about recasting movies. So my question is, this is my question after my long preamble. If you, you can pick one movie, you can recast it. You mm. can recast it with anybody you want. They don't even have to be alive. In fact, they don't even have to be an actor. But what, you just have to improve a movie by changing the cast. Interesting. What, what would you recast? Okay, so this is going to sound a bit weird. But um, I watched, over Christmas, I watched this Netflix movie called The Holidate with, um, oh, what's her name? It doesn't Emma. matter. It's called The Holidate, Isabel. It's a terrible <laughs> film. She's quite famous. But Emma something, I can't remember what her surname is. Um, but she, um, Roberts, Emma Roberts, sorry. There you go. Um, and it's it's terrible. The movie is trash. The movie is full trash, right? It like I fully wouldn't recommend it. I watched it because I was like going through a whole bunch of Christmas movies and was trying to watch as many terrible Christmas movies over the Christmas season as I possibly could. Um, I watched a lot of really bad Christmas movies. But this um this movie, The Holiday, it's about um people that casually Wait, date each other guess, on holiday. Yeah, yeah. Is it about dating over the holiday it is indeed olivia it's no about way. people they didn't give that away in the name over right? the holidays like, i know like can i say something about this movie does she go to a small town no she doesn't oh oh she doesn't okay she so doesn't. she already there's lives... no small town oh so she already lives in the big city she, already and lives she hasn't got a date for christmas uh, yes, yes, and then no. It's not that deep. It's not like it's not that deep. I had a lot of problems with the movie as a whole, but my biggest problem was that um, Emma, Emma Roberts, who is white, got nothing against her as a person. I'm sure that she's lovely. I don't know her, but I'm sure she's lovely. Um, her love interest was this like Australian dude who's like white guy, and he's supposed to be attractive. I didn't personally get it, but apparently he was attractive. And all the way through the movie. Her family keep trying to set her up with this other dude who is um, Asian and beautiful, be objectively stunning in his face. He is a doctor. Like, he has all of these, like, like, qualifications and accolades. And I was, like, watching the movie going, obviously you should be with him. Like, obviously this is the guy that you should be, he's lovely and he's like got a real job and he he seems kind and it's not a big deal. But I was watching the movie and then I was talking with a friend of mine about the movie when it was finished. And I said to the friend, the thing that annoyed me was there was absolutely no reason as to why they couldn't have switched the actors around. Like why wasn't the like main, the male main character, the Asian guy, and why wasn't, the doctor, the white guy. Like, what what reason did you have, like, to not just switch them around? And I was like, it would have just changed 
the dynamic a little bit. It would have made it feel like, like for me anyway, would have made the movie feel like better. I mean, the storyline was still trash, but like as a whole, I would have felt more invested in your relationship. Um, so I think that I would recast that movie and I would, I would make the lead character, I would recast Emma Roberts' character as um, Liza Koshy because I love Liza Koshy and also I think she would play the character very well and then I wouldn't I would just switch the two men around and I would um make the Asian guy the love interest and the white guy the uh doctor yeah that's I think that for me is like yeah that's the movie that comes to my mind anyway I mean I I would just say to you as well I don't think any recasting could fix that movie because it still sounds trash. Yeah, I'm not yeah I mean, it's terrible. Like, you can be call, like cool actors, but if the movie's bad, the movie's bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I still want to recast it. Okay. I what you said it was bad. It <laughs> is bad. One of the all the movies you could recast of all of the movies you ever seen. The one you would recast is one that you that made it worse. I think is the fact that it's the lack of diversity. I think that the lack of diversity made the movie I, worse. I don't know because there are a lot of black, like fully black cast Christmas films that have a lot of diversity but are still trash. And like that's not the diversity, I don't think, yes, it's great, but it doesn't make the movie better. So that's what I'm saying. Of all the movies you could recast, mm. that's the one you're picking. Uh, I'm with Olivia on this. Like, of, of every film you've ever seen, you're like, yeah, this one that was bad yeah. that you probably won't watch again yeah. should be recast. Yeah, because Isabel... You know, like, well, come back to Isabel, <laughs> I just, just want to say to you, you know, like, Lord of the Rings, The Matrix, these films exist. Oh, bro. And you went oh, for holidays. Of course, you can't recast The Matrix. What are you even saying? Why not? Why would you recast The Matrix? Why not? But why would you? That movie is very diverse, first of all. Mum, there's a lot, like, let's be real. There's a lot of black people in The Matrix. There's a lot of, when they go to Eden, Eden? If you haven't seen The Matrix, I'm Zion, Zion. When they go to Zion, there's a lot of black people in The Matrix. Like, if we really think about it, in Morpheus's crew, Morpheus was the leader and there were still two other black people in his crew. Mm. And it was the white people that died. So credit to the Matrix. Diversity-wise, they did pretty good. And I'm not recasting Trinity or Neo. I'm not having that. The I could recast Neo. I could recast Neo. I don't have to. We don't have to have a white. No, 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 no. We're not recasting. <clears throat> no, no, no. Uh, like, uh, hey, Keanu Reeves did great. I love Keanu Reeves. He did. Actor. I wouldn't recast The Matrix. I think it was nicely done. It's a diverse. I, I, mean, I wasn't saying I was going to recast them. I was just trying to give Isabel some options. I don't think that's an example. My apologies. Which example? My apologies for stepping on hallowed ground. Which it? <laughs> yeah. Bad. You could recast, like, I literally can't think of anything. Oh, come on. Lord of the Rings, could it be any whiter? There are no black dwarves. I mean, no. Hobbits, <laughs> elves. There's a whole earth, and the only thing that looks like it's of colour is orcs. <laughs> it's very valid. I, would re I could recast Lord of the Rings and have all of the elves are black. Like, elves are just oh, black. God, That's just yeah. a thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I not dressed. It's just the, they go see the elves and all the elves are black. Yeah. Like, cool. Cool, cool. I would love that. Well, I would make... It's not a movie. I'd recast Lord of the Rings. 
then I think I'd make each people group a um and um a <clears throat> a group. So like you know, elves are black, dwarfs are sorry, uh, did you you did just say I group also you should make each people group a group. It's like they actually are a group. I don't know if you know that. It was deep. <laughs> it was deep. So like I do like the elves were black because the elves are so cool. Um you know, the um, the dwarves could be Eastern Asian. The, do you know what I mean? And just go all the way across like that. So I would do, I would, I think it'd be, it would have made the scene where Legolas takes down an elephant way cooler. Oh. Because mm. that scene is already incredible by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if he had been black, I'd been like, yes. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's, I love Lord of the Rings, but it is the most annoying thing. That even in the humans, there are no black people. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine because um, I was re-watching Scandal. This is on Disney. Um, so I, I, I find whatever, but I was watching it again because I'd never actually finished it. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Um, there was really- can I pause you a second? Yeah. I just want to say, just for people who don't know, that Olivia and I, I think pretty much would agree that Isabel's TV and movie taste is not that great. Yes. Is that fair, Olivia? Yes, I find it true. But carry on, Isabel. Talk about Scandal. (laughs) Olivia used to love Scandal. Yes, she did. Olivia liked Scandal for half Mm -hmm. a season and then decided that morally she could not agree with what the main character did. Anyway, but that's not my point. So anyway, I was re-watching Scandal and I sent a message to a friend of mine and I was like, okay, I think that I've just figured something out I'm very confused basically and I've realized that all of the shows that I know that Shonda Rhimes has created whether it's the studio or her herself like of all of the ones that I know they've all got majority white casts right um the majority of the relationships are white people together or biracial relationships like there's very very few like same like two black people in a relationship Almost all of the relationships are incredibly dysfunctional. And I was like, I don't understand, like, like, not, I haven't got anything against Shonda Rhimes. Like, I, she's great. But, like, as a black woman, why do you create shows where, where the majority of the people are white? Like, this doesn't make sense in my brain. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't understand. And it's, like, random things. Because I'm like, why couldn't, um, I don't know what the president's name is, but whatever the president's name, why couldn't he have been black? Like, why, why wasn't, why couldn't Meredith Grey have been black? Why was the majority of the cast in Bridgerton white? What, like, I just, I have so many questions and I don't, I find it really, is that weird? Like, no, but I think if Chandra, if you're listening, if you could just message Isabel. I mean, I'd appreciate it. No judgment, no judgment. You know, love what you do. I mean, in terms of the relationships being dysfunctional, she has to, so the show has to sell. Um, yeah, for sure. That sells more than it being a happy thing. So yeah, I, um, I'm just going to say this. I'm not a fan of Grey's Anatomy. I don't understand it. I think that don't understand why a group of doctors are always in some kind of drama to a level that is borderline ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I saw it, there was a bomb. They were on a plane that crashed. Like 
who, where do you live? I, it's just baffling to me. So in that aspect, every time I think of Grey's Anatomy, I think they're really trying to make people watch the show because it wouldn't be as interesting if there wasn't a bomb or somebody didn't die or everyone died or there was a plane crash or or like Scandal. If, the, if it had just been he's the president and he just loved his wife, nobody would have watched it. They watched it because he was the president and, you know, he couldn't keep his penis in his trousers. That's why they watched it. And Olivia Pope had questionable morals. That's why they watched it. Yeah. So I think it's it, that in terms of like the diversity, I don't know. I don't really, do you know, I don't watch, I don't, I haven't liked, no offense to Song Shonda Rhimes, I haven't liked anything she's done in terms of shows. Like I've never watched. You liked How to Get Away with Murder? Is that Shonda Rhimes? Yeah. yeah the Shonda oh, I take Rhimes. it back. I love Shonda Rhimes. The woman is gay. <laughs> 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 I apologize, Shonda. But also, it's like wow. similar. I think How to Get Away with Murder is one of her best shows, in my opinion, my personal opinion. Um, also, majority white cast, which is interesting considering that the main characters are black, like the the two biggest like main characters are black. The majority of the cast are white, and I find that very interesting. I mean, I guess she's probably, trying to. I guess she's trying to sell TV to white America, though, isn't she? Yeah, but why? Because that's how she makes make money. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, no one would watch her show. <laughs> Can I just say? I mean, we're not, you know, don't, we're not a TV review show. But I just want to say, like, in terms of like great couples, great TV, brilliant representation. Wait, are you going to say this is us? I am going to say this is us. I am. I'm going to say this is us. This is us. Does not got couple, Yes, it is the black couple. In this us, there's two black people. Two black people. I'm not saying in terms of quantity. I'm not saying in terms of quantity of representation. I'm saying because Isabel said about like couples always being biracial and stuff like that. So they're not a biracial couple. Mm. Um, they're not. Um, they haven't gone for um, <sighs> like really light skin kind of. Um, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? He's like he's a brilliant actor, and so is she. They are the couple. In the show, they're the couple that have the strongest relationship, that are open and honest while still dealing with issues and, you know what I mean, major issues and stuff like that. So I'm just saying, I did try to find out who the producer is, but and it's not Shonda, so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we will recast, we will recast Isabel's Trash Movie and Lord of the Rings. I well, don't think no, I'd also I like thought. to recast Shonda What did you say? I said well, I'd like to recast Shonda Rhimes' TV shows. Well, that's a different. I once again, um, if a show is trash, it's just trash. Grey's Anatomy will not be improved by more brown people. I'm I sorry. mean, Olivia, I'm sorry. I don't like to argue, but I'm sorry. Seventeen seasons in. Seventeen seasons, and if you look through, and I know this because I've had in-depth conversations, and I'm just saying we are now arguing about Grey's Anatomy, but people need to hear my point on this. Um, every season, there's some sort of calamity, yeah. and it's just it's a reach. Like, yeah. why would all of the doctors be on a plane that crash? Like, we're just reaching for drama so that people keep watching the show. No. Like, there's a show I love yes. called Supernatural, and it's a brilliant show. There's no diversity in it whatsoever, but no. it is a great show. No, no, no. But we're, like, 22 seasons in, and I, and I love the show, but I will tell you, 
they are really clinging to try and get the people to stay because, you know, everything that could possibly happen happens. And it's always like we've just defeated the last bad guy. And now we're fighting angels. And you're like, seriously, come on, come on, guys. But if you have a show like that, I just think you're it's you've run out of like actual writing and now you're just sort of throwing stuff. Olivia, though, I just would point out to you, the show is called Supernatural. So Yes, I'm aware. I don't know what levels of realism. Oh, I know, but the show's called Grey's Anatomy. This does remind me of when you were younger, Olivia, and you watched a TV show, you watched a film called The Santa Claus. Yeah. Where he becomes Santa. Yeah. And then right near the end, he did something. I can't remember what he did. And you went... Well, that's not realistic, is it? <laughs> I just remember laughing so much and going, you just watched a man, like, turn into Santa Claus. But that's what I mean. Like, I love I love um, Doctor's shows. Mm. But I always just think that Grey's Anatomy is so unrealistic mm. that it is too hard for me to watch. Like, I remember watching Doctor's, which, if anyone doesn't know what it is, it's like the OG Doctor's show. No, wait, not Doctor's. ER! Doctors is terrible. I just remember when I was saying Doctors is the one on BBC that is not realistic at all. But great watching. If you want to watch something, you're just like, what? Watch Doctors. It's great. Um, ER, which is that OG, like, Doctors hospital show, whatever you want to call it. And, like, they just do surgery. Like, it's very straightforward. There's not loads of drama. There's no plane crashes. There's not a bomb. There's not, like, it's all, they do the surgery and things that happen outside of it revolve around the I'm surgery. Not, I'm going to question that. You know, I watched ER. There's an episode in ER where a new chief of the ER comes in. Yeah. runs the ER for 10 days or something like that. Yeah. Before they realise that it's, just a person who's come off the street who's got mental health issues and is right. not at all. I mean, a little bit far-fetched. Tiny but bit, the, but did it, did it happen in the ER? Because in Grey's Anatomy, a lot of things happen. They're not even at the hospital. <laughs> You're like, guys, just, are you meant to be saving people? Why am I watching this? I don't get it. I just, maybe I just went, it's just not my cat. It's not my... No, I think it's, it's not your thing. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not, not the thing. demographic. And that's okay, because and Shonda Rhimes is great. Yeah, we do. We want to say all respect to Shonda Rhimes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, she has, she's made how many TV shows? She's clearly doing very well. Well done to her. Yeah, and breaking into an industry where... Absolutely. Not an easy place. Well done. And how to get away with murder is incredible. So definitely watch it if you haven't watched it. I would recast Pride and Prejudice. Oh, it's been done so many times. (sighs) With black people. Isabel just read a book. Yeah, it's a black Yes. Isabel, there's a book it's called beautiful. Pride by Ibi, Ibi Zaboy. Yeah. Ibi Zaboy, yeah. Yeah. I've never read that. And that is that is Pride and Prejudice. Exactly. With but just a, it, a young black couple. It is modern day, though. So I think it does have maybe a slightly different effect. Exactly. I, I, I mean, I've gone back to Shonda Rhimes, but I always think no that Bridgerton had potential to be the black good. Pride and Prejudice. And then they disappointed me, and I was very and, sad. And it's not um, a movie. And it's not a movie. It's, it's not, not a movie. movie. That's true. The thing is, Olivia, you like how can you recast Pride and Prejudice, and and get anything that is better than Bride and Prejudice? No, no, no. Because Bride and Prejudice mm. is very different. Bride and Prejudice is, is Pride and Prejudice, but an entirely different culture. What I'm saying is do Pride and Prejudice in that traditional mm. British culture and just make everyone black and don't address it. 
And I'd be like, yes. yes. Pride and Prejudice is brilliant, but because they immerse you in, in the Indian culture, which is amazing, it is it has a different spin. Okay. Yeah. But again, if you've never seen Bride and Prejudice, please watch it because it is brilliant. Um, I think that I think um, that's a great movie that's already been recast and done excellently. Um, just thinking about it was um Ghostbusters. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. And just going to show that you can recast a movie with you know the main cast, main characters being all women. It doesn't have to be trivialized women or what they do. It didn't. It wasn't demeaning. They were all strong characters. They were all individuals. Mm, yeah. Not like Ghostbusters did what Ocean's Eight tried to do. They <laughs> didn't achieve because I watched Ocean's oh, recently for the first time and was just like, "Why was this made?" Because I just I don't know. <laughs> Why did you watch Ocean's Eight when I specifically told you that it is full of trash? Oh no! Can I we specifically say? Read? It's terrible. To be fair, Isabel, why did we watch Ocean's Thank 8 when you. Olivia told us not to go to the cinema? We didn't know. We didn't know. I told no one you. had seen it. We didn't know. No, <laughs> but she did tell us. I told you that all the reviews I'd seen were from women saying, as a woman, they didn't need to remake this with women. And I was like, that's not a sign that the movie's going to be terrible. But I did. I watched it and I just don't. I don't. I, I can see what they were attempting to do. I'm um, well done for seeing that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in terms of they wanted it to be, women can be really cool con men as well. That was what she was trying to do. And um, <laughs> it's not what was delivered, uh, unfortunately. Wait, was it a woman director? Yes. Again, I see the vision. I can see what she was attempting to do. However, it was delivered in a way that well first of all i mean if we want to be deep minimized um anyone of color because the two women of color in the movie their roles were really bizarre and like you have an asian woman who's stereo who's stereotyped into my parents want me to get married and they don't want me to do anything which is not all asian women they do not all experience that um the black women who didn't have any parents because they ran off and was looking after her little sister and i just immediately was like so she doesn't have parents why is she Huh? Of course. Yeah, it doesn't. It just didn't make sense. It didn't. I was. I just thought it was very strange. And then you know, not only does she not have parents and looking after her sister, she's also leading her sister into a life of crime and and doesn't at one point in the movie goes to get something criminal from her sister who's like fourteen and already knows how to hack the government. Yeah. And I just thought like, but why? Like, surely. If, if I was looking after just my sister and I had no parents, I would want her to do really well in life. I wouldn't want her to follow me down my criminal path, which would make no sense. But, you know, apparently that's what that was about. And then all the white women were like, we were wronged. And we're, you know, they were all like um, troubled women. And mm. but, but not because of anything anyone had done to them, just because their life had really hit them hard. And it was really weighing on them. Like one of them, she had a husband and children and she should be happy, but she just really wanted to steal. And it was like, okay. And then you were meant to feel sorry for her, but not for like the woman who, who's leading her sister into a life of crime. It just didn't make any sense to me. Um, and then on top of that, just how they managed to steal everything was just dumb. It just wouldn't work. I'm really sorry. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm a criminal or that I know greatly in depth about how to steal diamonds, but that's Again, just not how you do it. If if there are any criminals out there who want to yeah. bust the, the just, roof floors, if yes. 
just alongside the um the uh, structural uh optimizer. yes yeah if you could just like can you just watch the movie and then yeah. give me a play-by-play of why each step didn't work that would be fantastic i promise not to snitch on you to yeah. the police because it is for research purposes yes yeah. thank you <laughs> um but yes I, in summary ghostbusters does what that movie could not yeah. ghostbusters is well done yes um and very funny yeah. so if 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 mm. apart from the matrix then mm. What mm. film is Don't You Dare Touch It and Ever Recast It? Well, I mean, anything Marvel related. I won't, that one. I was going to say anything. the same thing. Do not. And no Marvel. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no. Are you sure? A hundred percent. I would have said, I would have said like Captain America, but then technically they have recast Captain America. So, that doesn't maybe, need to be done. Maybe Marvel's too difficult because a lot of the times things are passed down. Yeah. In terms yeah, there's stuff. So, yeah. That, so, the very, so like the very first Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Why couldn't why couldn't the very first Iron Man have been uh an Asian woman? Because it's Iron Man. Why? See, again, again, I feel like, again, I feel like Marvel is hard because with anything Mm. vaguely superhero based, there is usually either a female counterpart, which that happens a lot, Mm. or like, no, I just would not recast Iron Man. Like, and that's just because I think because it comes from like comics and it is just Iron Man. I don't know. That's just me. I'm just I think that I think that a lot of people are like massive traditionalists, which I think we need to be careful about when you come to fictional stuff because we we get into the whole James Bond conversation all over again. That's the whole other thing. But like, I think personally for me, I feel like the Marvel movies so far have been very well cast. Mm. Like even people that I was like, I'm not sure about mm. now watching the movies. I'm like, I think Paul Rudd was a good Ant Man. For for the stage that we're at now. Also, there's a theory. Apparently, I've heard that the next Ant Man is going to be black. That's a whole thing. That's very exciting. But um, but like I thought he played Ant Man well. You're making a face at me, Olivia. But I did read it online. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the I've next seen Ant-Man that Man. I would. Sorry, I was going to say I would recast um a lot of the DC movies. Um, I mean, that's not a conversation though. Not at all. One of the reasons DC is not as um loved yes yeah attacked from yeah. Yeah. yes um is because it's had such bad casting like, yes consistently yes um, but the yeah. thing is i'm asked i'm saying that i'm just so i still want to know a film i'll say outside of marvel then yes that cannot be recast but i'm also saying the reason i i don't think marvel's untouchable and i previously would have is having seen into the spider-verse Spider-Man could always have been Marvel. I know that that doesn't follow the the the, the train mm. of the comic. No, no, I, I was going to say that. been Miles Morales. But what I was going to say was the thing about Into the Spider-Verse is that it's already a comic. It's not like they just made it up. Like no, it, it was already, but that's why I'm saying that Marvel is difficult because there are so many random storylines that actually... In, to me, it doesn't make any difference. I don't. I wouldn't have recast Spider Man to say that he could always have been black because Miles Morales always existed. It's just that he wasn't mm. given a platform. So I think, in the terms of Marvel, the conversation is: should the more abstract superheroes who are black or Asian or like which there are a lot of them, should they be given more of a platform? 
um, it, as well as the as well as the white superheroes are, which they are, mm-hmm. and then it would be more equal. Rather than, I don't think they need to be recast. I think there yeah. needs to be equal mm-hmm. standing for Fair them. Enough. Fair yeah. enough. Okay, so I, I thought, thought, I think thought before we end up like yeah, delving like, into Marvel. You know, there's a there's a theory that if if six people argue for more than I can't remember what the allocated time is, um, that somebody will mention the Nazis. Oh and, wow! And I, yeah, so, and I think that if, <laughs> if if three Banes sit in a room and have a conversation for more than fifteen minutes, Marvel always comes up. <laughs> like that is just standard. I mean, that is really going to change my view now. Next time I'm in an argument with six people, I am going to be looking at the other five like, which one of you? Yeah, bring up Nazis. <laughs> I used to be prepared. <laughs> so okay, Ma- Matrix Marvel one um, that cannot be recast. You're just not allowed to touch it. Long silence. I, that's hard. I don't think there's anything that's really or outside of like honestly outside of Marvel. I don't think there's anything that I can think of that's off the table. Yeah, I, if someone pitched, I'd be like, oh, it's all that. But but some of that I think is maybe one to do with. Um, the kind of stuff that we watch I think that would say something about but also too I think that that would be a testament to the lack of diversity that there is in in movies yeah Um, because actually like my brain goes like there's there's stuff that I wouldn't want to touch like stuff with all black car because it doesn't I don't for me I'm like there's so little of that that why would you recast it do you know what I mean it doesn't seem necessary but when I think about recasting if I recast something, it's for diversity, right? Okay. It's because I think I can tell the story better. And for me, a way of telling a story better is, is bringing more, so more females, more um, different ethnicities, different races, that kind of thing, and different cultures into it. And so I think of the movies that I can think of off the top of my head, nothing would be off the table because most movies are white or majority white cast. I like when things are recast and you don't know. Like recently, I... Um, there's a book called Girl on the Train. Girl on the mm. Train. Is it the Train or A Train? Oh, girl. Girl on the Train. So they made a movie of it with Emily Blunt, who's a great actress. And the movie was okay, not because the not because of, not, I think just because of the way they casted the character right. and whatever else. Um, but it was all right. But if you've never seen the movie and you're just watching it without reading the book, go for it. It's an okay film. Um, but Netflix have recast it, set in England um, with and all the characters are Asian and they just and that's just how they're doing it and I was like that is so cool that nobody like it wasn't like massively announced Mm -hmm. but they just did it and then I looked at the other day and thought that's so interesting why of course they could all be Asian why why would they not all be I I think that's where I disagree with you Isabel sometimes I wouldn't um you said like that you would recast to because you think you could make the movie better. Um, yeah. But sometimes it's not that I can make it better. It's just like, why not? Why haven't you done this? And I think that, you know, that's, that's all of my frustration. And I go back to the beginning of kind of, you know, the film I was talking about, Spectral. Why? What, mm. Why did you? It's just lazy. It's lazy casting directors. It's lazy producers and mm. directors who are just like, oh, yeah. Look, there's a pool, fish in that pool, mm. you know? And it's just like, but, no. But isn't innovation better? 
Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So I'm like, so for instance, if like we talk about Girl on the Train, which I think is a great example. No, there is no particular reason as to why you would recast it and everyone in the in it is Asian. You know, like there's not a particular, it wasn't like people wrote a campaign or a blah or blah, whatever it is, but it, it does make it better. It makes it more like for a lot of people, there'll be Asian people that will watch that and be like, oh, there's someone like me yeah. in a movie. And that for them is better. So I think maybe even if the storyline doesn't change yeah. diversity and, and bringing in different cultures and being intentionally diverse does make things better yes and like, for the record as a whole. for the record anyone who read girl on a train and then watched the movie knows that the casting was rubbish because she was supposed to be overweight she was an alcoholic she would she was like really supposed to be really overweight she'd really just like you know, just she's supposed to look a real state. She's supposed to have let herself go, and yeah, I mean, it's, it 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 makes me laugh because it's a. I saw a comment about um, the Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit, yeah, the Queen's Gambit, and there's a scene in the Queen's Gambit where you know this woman's supposed to be at rock bottom, and she's lying. She's draped across the sofa in her underwear, you know, looking altogether quite slick and cool and whatever and somebody just put a picture up of it on instagram and a comment underneath and said this is a man's view of what a woman looks like at rock bottom <laughs> and yeah. it was just like <laughs> yeah and that's what girl on the train reminded me of it's like this is not like emily blunt looks like she's still got it all together she's holding it you know down or whatever and that's the book anyway portrays just a, a character coming across as way more desperate needy struggling whatever so um yeah sorry someone just knocked on my door <laughs> I, I saw you whispering i was doing a stage whisper of i'm on zoom very good um, <laughs> off stage whisper yeah it was a great stage that's right <laughs> wait can i ask them because i was yeah. just gonna do you know like movies with all black casts that are bad have you ever thought mm. if this had white people in it, it would be better no never no, I thought the script is trash. And I, I thought that, yeah, I don't think so. I might have thought, not if it had white people in it, I might have thought, oh, there are other actors or actresses that could have done. But most of the time it's because the script is trash. Isabel. On the flip side, I have watched majority white movies that are bad and thought I would be less annoyed if there was more diversity in this movie. Like, I, it would I, still be bad, but I'd be less annoyed. No. <laughs> I think, I, I think don't think diversity would make me less annoyed if the movie's bad. I think the movie's bad, it's, it's bad. Oh, no, I, I think it because I think when I watched Spectral, I thought, I think because the things that annoyed me about it was, you know, the, the standard, oh, black man, you've been in the movie for six minutes now. That's as much as we're paying you for, mm. you know, and I think mm -hmm. it, because I think often what makes the movie bad is not not what one of the things that makes the movie bad is the boring cliche and stereotypes about women, about um, uh, about non-white um, characters and people groups and stuff like that. So yeah, I think I just, my brain just goes. Uh, I, all I'd think is like. Oh. Once again, black people are in a movie and it's trash. That's what I think. I just would not, my brain would not be like, there are black people in this. It's a bad film, but I'll move past it because there are black people. I'd just be like, this is annoying. Why, why are you in this it's, film? 
it's difficult though, isn't it? Because um, because there are so few um, um, majority black movies or completely black movies. Um, there are so few movies where like black um, actors get to play really strong cast. When they do come out, the hope um, I can remember like as as a family the tension we all felt about Black Panther and I can remember us going to the cinema going please don't be trash please don't be trash please don't be trash and just like you know and just being so pleased when it wasn't Uh, but just like do you know what I mean we we end up kind of pinning a lot don't we because we get so few opportunities to experience what actually you know white people take for granted but then what do you think about when when movies are recast and like historical movies are recast with black characters, which makes it obviously inaccurate historically. Do you I think don't that? care. I don't care if it's fiction. The reality is... I no, no, so if it's not fiction. So for example, there is a TV show coming out, which I don't know came out yet, about Henry VIII. Yeah. And Anne Boleyn is a black woman in the show, yeah. which obviously is Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Sure, but it is... Whilst, whilst mm-hmm. Anne Boleyn is a real character... Yeah. yeah. It is actually still fiction, isn't it? The 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 scripting and the storyline. Do you understand? So whilst it is set in, um, you know, a true historical timeline. So for example, the reason I'm saying that is there's a play that actually you and I were supposed to go and see Olivia, and then pandemic uh, made it close, called Sixes or Six, mm-hmm. and it's the the Six Wives of Henry VIII. It's a musical. Do you know what I mean? One of them's. I think two of the wives are black in, in the casting for that. Uh, well, the one we were going to see, the casting was two of them were black. You know what I mean? So, yes, of course, Henry VIII did have six wives. Did they burst into song? No. Did they meet each other? No. So what I'm saying is, without, without seeing that other show, you know, the reality is anything, you know, when, whenever we watch something that's based on a true story that's even only 10 years old, you know, the conversations and those things, those bits in it are fictional. So for me, I so, don't yeah. too much. Yes, but it's not really fictional, is it? Because the majority of it is factual in that the story of Anne Boleyn tends to be, and having read the review of this thing, it is the story of Anne Boleyn, is, is, is based 70% on fact, let's say, because we know the basic story of she had a baby, it was a girl, and then he beheaded her, which is, is what the, the story of Anne Boleyn is. She's not black. Mm. She wasn't black, and then in in to balance it, mm. when um, we it would not be tolerated mm. if um, I can't think of a character if a white character was cast in a historically black role, we'd be oh. like, no, that's oh, inaccurate. Like Gandhi. Pardon? Yes, oh, like not, like Gandhi. So if Gandhi was a white man, we would like. It was so a white man played Gandhi in the movie. He wasn't white. I know who you're talking about. He's actually not white. He's not white. Um, the man that you're thinking of is Kingsley. Yeah, I he's not. I don't think he is white. He's got. He's got. There's some culture in him. Kingsley is white. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, in that example, that's not tolerated. So why is I think the woman's name is Jodie Comer, who's a brilliant actress. Why is Jodie Comer being a being recast as Anne Boleyn? Why is that acceptable in terms of diversity? Yeah, um, I think that I think it's a tricky one for me. I think that um, it's not tolerated the other way around because there are so few opportunities. If it was a level playing field across the board, I don't know if I would be that bothered. 
But does it not bother you as a black woman that like, so like if I thought about it and I got, I was really excited at the beginning and the more I thought about it, the more I thought I would just watch the movie and be like, none of this would happen because she's black, this wouldn't happen. And that's why I don't understand the casting. Cause I feel like if you're this, the, none, do you know what I mean? She wouldn't have married Henry VIII. This would not have happened. And so I, I find yeah, that- Cause a black woman could never marry into royalty. <laughs> Well, not that she couldn't, but obviously at the time, yeah. no, she could not. Yeah, the press wouldn't allow that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, having a dig. <laughs> yes, Isabel, sorry, you've been waiting I mean. something for ages. Yeah, go on, Isabel. I can't remember what it is. I just found it a bit I strange. I, and I didn't, I didn't know. I had lots of conversations with friends about this. I don't. I don't think I could watch it because I think it's I think it's a bad casting. Uh, I don't for understand. For the record, oh, this is uh, what ben, I was Kingsley, say. ben Kingsley is mixed. His mum, his dad was, uh, sorry, get this right way round. His dad was in. Um, his dad was Gujarati Indian. Yes, and his mum is English. And, and again, I would say Ben. I think the casting there was a bit misguided in that it would have been better to play to cast someone who had a darker skin tone to be Gandhi, but it, but he yeah, I was where he wasn't white. Yes, is that? I was going to say that because um, Mum said it a little bit, but um, in, uh, words um, about like I think that because black people have such little opportunity, not just black people, but people of color have such little little opportunity when it comes to. Um, uh, movies and, and TV shows and being able to act. I think it is, I think that we have to make our own opportunities and that, and that then goes into, I'm really not communicating this well because my brain is really foggy, but, um, I think that it, it, you start looking at, um, instead of what do I see as being the best fit for the role? But like, who do I think could play this role best? Does that make sense? Because yeah. I think, yeah, yes, for instance, yes, Amberlynn or or something like that is is maybe a little bit more up for discussion because or, or up for debate because people are saying, well, it's a true story and she's she was actually white and blah and all that kind of stuff. But I think that if we don't start pushing the boundaries in in these senses, then we do end up in these stupid conversations about you know, well, James Bond can't be black right or or which is what often happens with casting where it's actually the storyline is is perfectly neutral right and there's no reason why an asian person or a black person or a latina person could be um playing that character right but they say no 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 she has to be white because this is a storyline for a white person but there's no other reason does that make sense there's no other reason for that and i think sometimes what can happen when we um when people start looking, uh, particularly when when white people start looking at diversifying like casts and um, and start looking at bringing in other races and other ethnicities into their cast, that they assume that everything has to be to do with their struggle or their you know their plight or their background or their something. And there's no, I think we what happens is that we then be, begin getting fed. Um, I'm I'm thinking of the examples that I the, the ones that I can think of that you get fed a narrative of like, you know, if you're a black person, it's like you have to struggle. There has to be 
like a thing. There has to be this going on. There has to be, because that's what we're being fed in TV. There's no, like, you know, it's it's hard to find black people who are in stable relationships. It's hard to find black people that have healthy friendships. It's hard to find, as you're saying, you know, you get stuck in these loops of stereotypes of, well, they don't have parents or, you know, they're addicted to drugs or yeah. they're obsessed with sex or, you yeah. know, it's all of this kind of, and it's like, that's not life. And that, and actually that for, for not, for everyone but for a lot of black people that actually doesn't represent the people that I know and the people that I've grown up around because we're we're stuck in this box so I think having opportunities where black people can play outside of their stereotypes or or whatever it is like being able to play people like Anne Boleyn being able to cast a black James Bond having you know um black characters and thinking like um no spoilers but like the characters in in um there's a police officer which is not police officer but like a a law enforcement officer in one division who's black and like no one's spoken about you know the racism or the the blah blah blah. do you know what i mean it's just it's just you are a black woman and that's wonderful and there's nothing you don't there doesn't need to be a justifier there doesn't need to be and i think not all the time but sometimes it's it's appropriate to create those roles does that does that make sense i'm not really explaining this well i feel like i understand what you're saying but i feel like there's a difference between creating a role and casting someone in a fictional role as a black person Mm -hmm. i feel like that's not the same thing i feel like you can create things like the character in one division or roles should be created where it's like yeah we're just going to cast the best actress and and in this case the best actress can be a black woman because a black woman can be the president in this fictional whatever do you know what I mean or in a realistic one whatever but I feel like casting Anne Boleyn as a black woman doesn't make sense because so are we are we having this conversation because um I, I always feel like the reason we, we're having this conversation the reason this has come up is because there haven't been black women, do you know what I mean, in other roles. I would imagine that if I was a black actress and, you know, my sister-in-law is a black actress um, and has, you know, been an actress all all for his, all of her life, all of her working life. And, um, you know, I think that if, if she, if you're, if you're a black actress and there's lots of work available and you're not going to be, Push to one side because you're a black actress. Then when someone says to you, "Do you want to do Anne Boleyn?" You're like, "No, not unless it's some sort of experimental kind of thing, you know, where you're. It's relevant that that you're casting her out of her um, race. Do you see what I mean? But but because there's no other, do you understand know what I mean? So if there were lots of roles for black actresses, I think I'd be more saying, "Absolutely not. Of course, Anne Boleyn can't be black." But I guess guess my desperation to see black women, um, particularly black women, you know, in roles, yeah, is making me, I guess maybe, yeah, and I think maybe you're right, Olivia, maybe it isn't right, and I just... I just and know I what I want, and so I'm shifting the rules. Not even in parallel to, like, we ignored, oh, if they cast white people, because that is slightly different, I would say. But it, just in terms of me watching it as a black woman and just being like, this is not believable, because this wouldn't happen, because mm. she's black. Mm. She never would have got here in the first place. Mm. It doesn't make sense for that to be a scenario. If it's entirely fictional, mm. and, like, the Queen's black and the King's white, and we're just, I'd be like, cool, because this is not real. Do you mm. understand what I'm saying? Like, this this could happen. You created this world, mm. and in this world, world the queen's black and we don't address it and that's fantastic but henry the eighth was real and there was no way 
that he would have married a black woman. There just isn't, not in that society. And so it made me, I just looked at it and thought like, this is really weird. And I don't understand why you decided to cast her. Even with Jodie Comer is a brilliant actress, but I just, every time I watched her, I was like, I saw it. I was just a bit like, I don't, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand this casting. Yeah. So if, if, um, for instance, like Henry VIII was also black, no. And there were more people, no. the same storyline, but there were more people. Would you feel like... No, I'd be like, why is Henry more VIII black Henry VIII was white? Interesting. It just doesn't make sense to me. I feel like it, when we get to the point where, where I think it's worse in a way for black, black people to be like, we're not getting roles, so now we're just going to play people who are white because that's the roles that we're getting given instead of being like, we'll create our own stories because that's really what <laughs> should be happening. I think creating your own stories is much harder than... I'm not saying we should still be creating our own oh, stories. Oh, no, it's really difficult. That's really Definitely, difficult. it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's easy at all, because it is not. But I think yeah. that doing things like that, it, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Um, her name's Jodie Turner, not Jodie. That's the one. Every time I said Jodie Comer, I thought, that is definitely the woman from Killing Eve. And she's definitely fine. Right. But yeah, I was like, as I said it, I was like, oh, Jodie. I thought, let me Google to see what this woman looks like. No, I mean... Oh, okay, Olivia. Yeah. Definitely not black. Jodie Turner is beautiful, yeah. absolutely yeah. stunning, and um, a brilliant actress. I just found the casting very bizarre. Yes. Um, and I would say that this is evident in the fact that Bridgerton exists. There are black people in Bridgerton. And I feel like that is an example of this can be done. Yeah. There are black people in Bridgerton. Ooh. It's not addressed. And we move past it. This can be done. James Bond is uh, black. Well, what? Bridgerton, it is addressed and it isn't done well. I will have this conversation at a later time because you guys have not finished it. So when I you mean, finish have, it, we I can, have absolutely we can zero talk. intention of finishing it. I find it incredibly dull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but and I love people. We can we can there's a lot of stuff in Bridgerton that I've um, got some but, problems with. But, um, or like James Bond could be black. That's entirely fictional. He could be black, and everyone should just move past it. James Bond could be black. It would not be a problem. Mm-hmm. It would be great and progressive, and that's what it should be. But yeah, I saw a tweet yesterday. Um, from Amanda Gorman, Who? where yeah. a she said that a guy, Sorry, a man Amanda followed Gorman? her. Amanda Gorman, she she read a poem. Uh, she's a black woman. Oh, she the read black the yeah, poem yeah. in yeah. inauguration. Yeah, she um she was walking back. I can't remember the exact um like context, but basically she was followed back to her house by a security guard by a white man. Um, who said that he wanted to, I think he wanted to check that she actually lived there or something like that. And then obviously when he finds out that she does live in her apartment, he was like, just left and didn't apologise or anything like that. And she was talking about... She had to show him her her key to get into the apartment and her... um, Not her driving licence, but something else. She she ended up having to show him stuff so that he would stop following her. Yeah, yeah. And um, she she put up she put up this post and then she said, um, you know, this is the reality of black women that one second we're adored and the next second we're a threat. Um, which then reminded me, I guess because obviously the interview with um, Harry and Meghan Markle has obviously recently come out with Oprah and that's like caused a lot of stuff. And then I've just I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter um, from people. This uh, person tweeted and said. Um, 
talking about Megan and then there's this woman on Love Island, which I don't watch, but I've been watching some clips of it. But this woman um, from Love Island called Yawanda. I mean, a lot of people have been saying that she's been bullying people on Love Island. And, and obviously a lot of the royal family after the, the interview with Oprah came out, a lot of the royal family suddenly said Megan was a bully. And um, this person tweeted and just said, you know, um, Megan's a bully, Yawanda's a bully. And then they were like, we all remember, um, this is like 10 years ago on X Factor, when um, Misha B was a bully, right? And Alexandra Burke was a bully. And they were like, this, this, um, the, the vilifying of, of black women is not new. Like, this isn't a new thing. Mm. And they said, and at, at some point, we have to go, okay, if this has been said enough times, like, the problem is not black women, the problem is you. Um, and I just, I found it really interesting. I think particularly because I always, I always feel quite upset and frustrated by the whole um like Megan and Harry situation because I think I really viewed it as like this is great potential for the UK and she's gonna bring like she's gonna be able to do stuff and this is gonna bring some like really healthy change and I was very much looking forward to them being a part of like society mm. also they were at the time when I was living in Brighton and they were the Duke and Duchess of East Sussex and I was like they're one of us <laughs> like like I was really excited and so I felt like um her treatment like for me just felt like a massive like slap in the face I, I tweeted about this the other day because Piers Morgan who just I, I don't know why anyone asked for his opinions anymore but he went into like this whole rant about how orphan how awful Meghan Markle is and blah 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 and I just I just wrote and I was like I just like it's just frustrating because I I think that this is once again, proof on proof on proof that the UK does have a racism problem, right? And that that the, there is stuff that the UK has refused to address and we had a chance for change and we had a chance to embrace new culture, you know, with open, and we basically just spat it out in your face. <laughs> like, um, yeah, so I just find it really interesting. I'd love to, yeah, know what you guys think. Because, Mum, you've been following it, like, a little bit more than I have. You've got well, a little bit more knowledge to it than I've been following it more, but I think um it I guess in lots of ways it's just yes, it feels like the same old, same old, doesn't it? That you know, I think like you know, like Amanda Gorman says, you know, it's um I saw somebody put up a map the other day, uh, like a map, a map sort of graph. Um, and it uh, as a uh, this woman put up this map sort of graph thing and it, it tracked uh women black women in the workplace and it basically went like oh you know the woman goes into the workplace and uh everyone's like oh we love your fresh ideas and your fresh vision you know and it basically ends up in a very short time oh she's she's too aggressive she's too pushy she's too you know and yeah, and moves on very quickly. And I just saw, you know, that's, that's Megan, isn't it? That's what's happened here. It's just like, except, I, I suppose, in one sense, except that she ne she wasn't ever really um, adored, you know? She, she never actually got to adoration, did she? From the very beginning, she was compared, you know, to Kate. And I think that that's the thing is, it's that, you know, when 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 we hear someone say, "Oh, you're not," it's not like you're black. 
It's, you know, yeah. you, don't, you don't sound black. Oh, you're quite pretty for a black woman. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, you know, yeah. and, and I, th- I feel like that's what she just, that's as far as she got. Do you know what I mean? Just like, oh, if you yeah. could be a little bit more like, you know, if you could just be a little bit yeah. more like this or more like that, you know, and I think that, yeah, it, yeah I think, you know, for Amanda Gorman, she's, she's young, she's 19, you know, and to to have those experiences, just, yeah, it is, it's just, it's horrible. It's horrible that somebody, you know, will follow her home and, and, and do that kind of stuff to her and just, you know, and even now that it, it's the, it's the inability to say we're wrong, you know, say mm. sorry. So, you know, even now, even now when the press knows when the British public, cause let's be honest, we're blaming the press, mm. but you all are buying those papers. Mm. Yeah. You all are choosing to read that stuff. You all are on Facebook saying, well, I read this, so Megan's this, you know, so it's not mm-hmm. the press, it's you, you know. Um, you all even now can't say, sorry, we're wrong. <laughs> we're going wrong. Rather than say you're wrong, you'd rather just <coughs> go into some, you know, rant to prove mm-hmm. that you were justified in your behaviour. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's just trash. It's just trash. But I think that... I think it's important to remember, I would say to people, you know, who are listening, people who, you know, consider themselves allies to um, their black friends and to black people or, or are aiming or striving to be allies, that you need to know that for black women, particularly, the whole thing about Megan is actually quite triggering mm. and, and it causes a lot of trauma because you're looking and in one way or another a lot of black women will say yeah that's my narrative that's Mm. that's what it feels like it feels like you dared to get out of the you know to have ideas above your station you dared Mm. to question you know white I mean white supremacy is fine it's white privilege it's absolutely you don't get any more white privilege than the royal family you know Mm. um you dare to question that this is what we'll do to you we will hurt you we Mm. will hurt you to the to all of our ability you know we she i hate to use this terminology but i can't think of another way to say she's been flogged hasn't she she's been Mm. publicly flogged Mm. you know she is she's been stripped and she yeah and it's it's pretty disgusting and it and it's horrible it's not just horrible to watch it's painful actually painful to watch i think olivia um you're you're talked out on this aren't you really i just spent all week arguing people about megan and then arguing with people who are treating me like the press is treating megan and um honestly i have no energy for anymore um it's not my job to explain to you why i'm I don't love conflict, why I'm not aggressive, why I'm not a bully. It's not my job. If you can't deal with it, just don't talk to me. That is pretty much my new rule. Like if you think I'm a bully, you can stand over there then and that's totally fine. And you can stay there. And I'm not going to explain to you why I'm not a bully. And it is not Megan's job to explain to anyone why she's not a bully. Um yeah. 
And it baffles me mostly when I see people that I go to church with sharing things about her that are just completely stupid and not understanding that when you do that, it's just racism. That's all you're doing. Um, And you might be hard to hear that, but it is. You're just just adding to a racist narrative, which um, is just ignorant. So you need to stop and educate yourself. But no, I don't have a lot to say. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important. I was going to say, I think it's important for people to understand that, you know, in the same way that there is a lot of hurt going on in the black community as general because of racism and, and stuff like that, actually there is a lot of hurt that goes on um, with with black women because actually the, the villainization and oppression of black women is not specifically just from white people. It actually comes from a lot of other areas and, and there's only so much battering that you can take you know what I mean, from from people around you before it does start to get to you. And and I think it's it's important. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and I was saying like it's how it understanding and seeking to understand people's uh, different cultures and the different ways that we communicate and having an understanding that um that just because you wouldn't do it like that, it doesn't do you do you know what I mean like just because you this isn't the way that you would behave it doesn't mean that me doing this is aggressive do you know what I mean and I think that mm. particularly when we look at British culture right um British culture or, or English culture whatever you want to call it is very much like listen to the way that I say this thing not to what the thing not to the thing that I'm actually saying and so when you spend time with people who don't do that and you you spend time with people who uh, particularly when you go into other cultures, and actually that's not the way that they communicate because different cultures communicate in, in different ways. Um, actually, it, it, it is important for you to kind of take a step outside of yourself and, and think about, like, well, what is their background and try and understand. I, I mean, I know it's so cliche, but just having an understanding of what it is to live in that, you know, to walk a mile in that person's shoes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's cliche, but it's cliche because it's true. (laughs) Like, and I think uh, seeking to understand culture, seeking to understand, um, particularly for Black women, seeking to understand actually what life looks like for a Black woman and what um, the way that we've had to learn to communicate, the things that we have to fight for that are... um, our white counterparts don't, our black counterparts don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. seeking to understand that and, and to best understand us, it paints a very different picture because I think just, well, go on. Interestingly, last last um, episode four, we talked about um, suspicion, what's healthy suspicion. Mm-hmm. And the downside of this for me is that I, um, I, I lose perspective. I don't know if that's the right term. So... I can remember like a few months ago or last year, Olivia came and we were having a conversation about Pretty Patel. And mm-hmm. um, and Olivia said, you know, mum, she's not, she's not a very nice person. You know, she, she'd been bullying her staff and stuff like that. And I said to Olivia, well, I'm sorry, like, hold on. I am not believing when someone says a woman of colour is a bully because I've heard that narrative too many times. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I actually didn't believe that mm. she was bullying her staff and that she was mm. behaving, you know, because you've got this very, you've got this white privileged man saying, you know, 
that that Asian woman bullied me. And mm-hmm. it's terrible, it's terrible for me. You know, mm-hmm. so that was my really brilliant bad accent of a mm-hmm. class white man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um and I just wouldn't believe it, you know, and, and so then as her behaviors, you know, we see more and more of her behavior, more of the things publicly that she's saying, I'm like, oh I, oh actually I don't think you are a very nice person. And mm-hmm. yeah, and that's disappointing. But I mean maybe that's not bad. Maybe it, that is just that I'll make up my mind for myself. But mm-hmm. yeah, it does mean that, you know, when you come and say she's aggressive she's a bully I'm like I don't believe you Mm. I just don't believe you because I've heard that all the time I've heard that I I can't Mm. you know I just I actually I can think of very few black women that I have not heard that spoken about Mm. you know and I and I always say the same thing you know and I say this I've said this to both of you you know as you've grown up when someone says that to you the answer is always oh right so if my name was Jeffrey yeah would that be, uh, you know, if I was if I was uh, white Jeffrey, would yeah. would the characteristics that you're saying, yeah, aggressive, pushy, bossy, whatever yeah. it is, whatever you know terms you're throwing on me, yeah. would would you still apply those to Jeffrey? Yeah, I uh, saw a thing on on TikTok of a, a woman um, writing an email um, to her female colleagues, and she wrote this email, and it was like you know, if you don't mind, please and thank you, that kind of vibe. And then sent the same email or sent the same same email, the same subject to her male colleagues, but was editing it to basically try and get through and get a response out of them. And it basically, instead of it being, I think with her female colleagues, it was like like a conversation and it was like a, like a please and thank you. It was very polite and very cordial. And with the male colleagues, it was like, we have agreed that you will do this. Like, this will happen on the... It's very assertive and, like, very like very confident in terms of the way that it was phrased. And I just... It made me think... Because I was like, I don't know how... Obviously, I'm not saying that this is an accurate thing of what she actually goes through on a, on a day-to-day. It's TikTok, so you always take that with, like, a, two bags of salt. But um, <laughs> she... I just... It made me think, and I was like, oh, it does make me wonder... That actually, I wonder if a lot of the the language that black women use um, and the way that black women communicate that is deemed as bullying or aggressive or, do you know what I mean, whatever you want to call it, if that was a white man or even just a man, uh, would that be viewed in the same way? Do you know what I mean? If I was to, if I was to come into a room you know, very, very confident and going, this is exactly what we're going to do, we're going to do this, 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 right? And I was a man. I don't. I think people would just be like, "Yeah, okay, he knows what he's doing." I think, right? Olivia. How many times have people who have never spoken to you, ever had a conversation with you, just seen you walk, say, come to you later and say, "Oh, yeah, yeah but I, I didn't want to be friends with you. I thought you were scary." Legit. You were scary. I'm like, but I was sitting on the other side of the room. They're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "But that's a you thing, then, isn't yeah. it?" It's a you problem. Like, I'm really sorry that you're scared by people sitting down. Don't get on a train, like, ever, because you'll just panic. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then, but then they, they talk to you like, you owe them an apology for being comfortable about yourself. And I just, like, I do not. I don't. And sometimes there have been genuine occasions where I've been like, I'm not prepared to say sorry to you 
because you were insecure about something, then they get really upset. And I'm like, that's not my problem. It's not. Like, I'm really sorry that you're nervous about whatever. I'm really sorry that you just, you don't know how to to deal with me not, like me just not being willing to apologise for being myself. I'm just not. I'm really not. It's interesting because I think that generally across the board, I would say one of the things I've seen is that confident women uh, ask, uh, uh, people find them intimidating and scary. Mm. Confident black women, I mean, I think you could actually make a horror film about us. That's mm. how people behave. Do you know what I mean? You don't need zombies. You just need confident black women mm. walking down a road. You know, and and the next scene will be people running in their houses and boarding up their windows and, mm. and guns poking out, you know, because it's so terrifying. And, mm. it, you know, it, I'm saying that lightheartedly and, and you know, mm. making a joke of it. But it's not funny, really, mm. you know. And I, I spoke last week, uh, two weeks ago, you know, about the adultification of, of black girls you know, and this is all part of that. This is yeah. all part of that. You know, that yeah. this whole thing of, you know, well, you're you're scared. I, I remember once, it's such a simple thing. Uh, I was at an event <clears throat> and lots of people had bought food to this event. And uh, and I was standing next to a woman from Ghana, I believe she said. Yeah, I was standing next to a woman from Ghana and uh, she tasted some food and said oh that's um that's very fresh isn't it which if you don't know that's like a a a pretty much a black uh terminology and it just means it hasn't really got a lot of seasoning in it it's quite plain in its taste and she went that's very fresh isn't it and I was like yeah I tasted it It is a bit and uh she was like "Mm, yeah didn't she didn't say I don't like it or anything like that she just went "Mm, that's very fresh who cooked that and a woman standing on the other side of me um, had been the person who cooked it. Uh, the woman walked away and the afternoon went on. But like, you know, an hour later, I heard the white woman that had cooked the food telling her other friends how rude the black woman had been. And she was like, she's just so rude. You know, how rude was that to say that the food was fresh? And I was just looking and I'm watching this conversation. And I was like, and I thought, oh, maybe they don't understand what the term means. And so I said, oh, you know, by fresh, um, what she means is that it wasn't um, really seasoned. It hasn't got like lots of spices and seasoning in it. And she was like, I know what it means. I was like, oh. I said, so has it got spices and seasoning? In it? She was no. And I just was like so puzzled. I'm like, so basically you're saying that she was rude because what she said was true mm. and you're not bothered that it was true it's not that you were aiming for it to be highly seasoned mm-hmm. you're not. but it just made me think that one of the issues and it does go back to what you're saying as well about knowing culture and knowing you know here putting your walking in someone else's shoes mm. is that it's so ingrained that British is correct and not just in mm. this country like in so many places in the world, and that's one of the things that colonialism has done. British is correct. Mm. So when we talk about manners, when we talk about politeness, predominantly we're talking about Britishness. Yeah, yeah, according to my standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the problem is, is that there's a lot of 
passive aggressiveness yeah um in in british culture and there's i want to say a lack of honesty yeah i would think so so you know I so i often have this conversation with someone um and i'll say you should come round and they'll say when i said oh pretty much any time you know come at any time over the weekend that's fine and then they'll they'll look at me blankly and then i have to go oh so when i say you should come round any time over the weekend i mm. mean you should come round any time over the weekend i'm not saying in an english polite way mm-hmm. where that's not actually what i mean what i'm saying mm-hmm. is actually what i mean mm-hmm. and it's just like it mm-hmm. always makes me think cuz i'm think it's so strange that you know to have a culture that says what it doesn't mean it feels very surface the thing that it's yeah. said that's rude yeah it feels very surface level and it's really interesting that i'm like it's not effective like it's not an effective way and 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 even if you if you look at british people um and and p- people who identify with british culture and and the people that they are close to right and have good relationship with and have known for many years, that's not how they interact with them. Mm-hmm. It's only how they interact with strangers and people that have surface level relationships. And it's not, it's not effective. It's not productive. Yeah. It's not helpful. <laughs> like it doesn't, but yeah, I, I mean, we could go on about this for ages, but I kind of want to bring us a bit to a close. I will say in closing mm-hmm. to anyone who's listening to this um podcast i think just take an opportunity to check your prejudice man i mean like just just i think i would i would take some time and maybe just think about how do you perceive people and is that accurate and and have you allowed yourself Mm -hmm. to be you know um what do you want to call it influenced or shaped by prejudice or what you've been told based on other people's prejudice how do you know if it's accurate I think you would need to look at the people around you. Yeah, but if you're not around people, you need to. We've had this conversation before, haven't we? I mean, everyone's around someone. Else. No, no, but you're not, if you're not around people, and this is difficult, isn't it? You hold these views, you know, these views are ingrained in you, and you're not around people. So how do you check that? I think, I think, but I think you are around people. You might not be around people that are different from you but then the question would be well if someone that I knew said this would I be offended and often I think particularly when it comes to prejudice often the answer is no I wouldn't Mm. so why is it that because she's female because he's black because do you know what I mean why is it that all of a sudden when you add in these factors suddenly it's rude it's aggressive it's offensive Mm. it's do you see what I mean so I think you you need to you need to check yourself and you need to look at do I treat people of different race, different ethnicity, different gender? Do I treat them differently yeah. Yeah. to me, right? And and to other people, and to the people that I am in close relationship and people that I'm around. And I genuinely, all of the people that I know who I've had like these kind of negative conversations with and blah, blah, blah. I know 100% for a fact that they have other people around them who have behaved in the same, if not a similar way. And and that is not how they've been treated, which for me would go, that's prejudice. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what you need to just nip in the bud because we don't have time for it in 2021. 
Yeah. No, and it's exhausting. It just, it genuinely is. It's so exhausting. It's just so just. But let's move on to my favourite section, which is um, love, like. Are you going to sing about it? Or away. Say again. You can sing about it. I feel like you had a song. I feel like you had a jingle there that led into, you know, live, love, like, love, for away. Go on, sing it as well. I'm not going to. Um, I have the world's biggest headache from this vaccine, which is my throwaway. Anyway, let's focus. Mm. My love. (laughs) I love music. I got to do lots of music over the last week and it's been wonderful. And that's been super great. And I've been in a very happy space. I like, I don't know. Wow. Oh, I like um, books. I'm reading this book at the moment and it's very good. I don't know if I can say what it is though because it hasn't been released. I'm reading it for work. I'm reading a book that's been unreleased for work and it's very good. It's very cool. Can I say it? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called The Aces. I can't remember who it's by. I will let you know at a later point. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like Gossip Girl meets Get Out. This is literally how they described it. And that is very accurate. And I'm fully on board with it. It's wonderful. Um, so I really like that. And I would like to throw away the vaccine. Not, okay, being more specific. <laughs> wow. Not the vaccine. Wow. <laughs> the side effect of the vaccine. Because... I got the vaccine yesterday because I'm high risk and um, I was tired, which was like one of the side effects. I was tired and I was like, cool. And then I started reading more of the side effects. And I don't know if it's because I read it that I, that I then started feeling it or yeah. if I was actually having a side effect. But one of the side effects is that you get flu-like symptoms. So for most of uh, for most of yesterday evening, I just full, like I was exhausted and just all of my bones ached which they still do now. All of my bones ached. Um, and then I went to bed last night and I was fine. And it, it, like the bone ache had stopped. I didn't feel as tired, which was ironic because I was going to bed, but they were fine, whatever. Went to sleep, all good. Woke up very early hours of the morning in like full body shakes, like a cold, almost like a cold sweat. My teeth were chattering. I had the heater on in my room, but I had to like go and get like socks and a jumper. And then I was like under the blanket and like shaking, like fully shaking under the blanket. Um, And now this morning I woke up and I don't have the fever anymore, but like my body aches, like everything in my body hurts. And I have the worst headache. It is like pounding and it's right at the front of my head so if i could throw away the side effects of the vaccine and um, also maybe a warning to anyone who hasn't got the vaccine yet the side effects hit you like a ton of bricks bro for some people because like, for many people yeah, for they people. won't hit you at all also i would advise because they ask you which arm you want it in and i just said my right arm which was stupid because i'm right-handed and now like my arm hurts and i can't really use my arm so maybe do it in the arm that you you don't use I'm just going to throw that out. Also, but once again, it's it's not a medical professional. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's the most common side effect. And these things heavily differ from person to person because there are people who've got the vaccine and feel absolutely nothing and just carry on with their day. So, 
Yeah, like my parents. Yeah, I was, that's exactly what I was thinking of. My nan got the vaccine and was and is over the age of 60, 70? 70. 70, and she's fine. So I don't think she felt anything oh. at all. Um, anyway. so it does heavily depend on who you are. Yeah. So if anyway. your choice is to get the vaccine, please do it and don't be scared by Isabel attempting to put you off by saying that you basically die. Mm-hmm. Um, is it my turn? Yeah, I guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just want to say, as well, just point out the reason that you're reading a book that hasn't been published because it sounds like you stole someone's manuscript. You haven't. It's because um, the bookshop gets proofs sometimes sent to us from publishers and I can't read all the proofs. So I have groups of people who read books for me, um, you know, which is like quite a cool thing. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was like, uh, where did she go? <laughs> I paused, I paused a lot. Um, okay, so my, um, is it like love or love like? Love like. Well, you're wrong. Anyway, so my like this week, if you haven't seen it, please go on YouTube, look at Sky News and uh, Gina Yashir, who is a comedian. Uh, Dr. Shola, I've uh, forgotten her surname, and an actress called Something Kalechi, really good at names. No, I'm not. Anyway, they were interviewed about Megan, and they are just absolutely outstanding. Just the way they talk, the way the interview's conducted has actually done really well. The guy doesn't talk over them, and just really just, yeah, absolutely brilliant interview. And just talking about, you know, being a black woman in Britain and and why this stuff with Megan is amazing. Um, it's so awful, sorry. And um, and one of the things that I think it's Gina Yashir says, I think it was Gina Yashir, I can't remember, but one of them says, Oh, uh, Harry did for Megan what nobody did for his mother. And I just think that is just an excellent line, just really excellent. Um, I that's what I like. I love. Um, I'm not sure what I love. I love. Well, I tell you what I do love. I love. Um, I love working from home and uh, running my own business. And I'm saying that because somebody sent me a message. I'm sorry if you're listening. I'm not trying to shame you, but somebody sent me a message last week and asked me, uh, "Did I want to come to a prayer meeting with other people who run their business?" to pray about their businesses. I thought, mm, that sounds interesting. Then they said, it's a seven o'clock in the morning. And they did this on a big group chat. And my response to that, without thinking about it, was the reason I run a business is so I don't have to get up at seven o'clock in the morning, so no, I won't be there, um, which I thought was funny. That but is it's accurate. So, yes, and it is accurate. Why would, just why would you? Just, that seems wrong. So yes, yeah, so I love working for myself and not getting up at silly o'clock to get in a car in the cold no to go somewhere else no to listen to someone uh, not value me no no I love I love that I don't do that so that's great um and throw away I've got two things I want to throw away can I have two I'll allow it thank you can I have two Olivia I mean sure thank you it's very generous of you Okay, I want to throw throw away, firstly, fake spring. But what is this? 
What is it's not proper spring, okay? What do you mean it's spring? No, it's not. It was minus one yesterday. That is not spring. I don't approve. I mean, okay? we live in England. No, I don't care where we live, okay? I will not tolerate fake spring as unacceptable. Spring, be springy, right? Be spring-like. Don't go, don't in February lead us into false falsehoods and, and fakeness by raising the temperature to no. 11 and 12 degrees and then we hit March and the temperature drops. I don't understand why people are ever surprised about English weather. Spring I am in England is literally, it's going to be cold, sunny and raining all at once. And you just have to accept it. And anyone who thinks that spring in England is ever going to be, when they're like, oh, I got a full sense of security. I'm like, that is a you problem. England has been consistent since the beginning of England, okay? It's always <laughs> going to be cold, sunny, weirdly kind of warm, and it's always going to be, there's a threat of rain. That at any second, one tiny cloud will appear and we will be drenched. And that is how we live life. Like, I heard the other day that summer, um, there's going to be a heat wave from the end of March to August. Yeah. And like, I just don't believe anything anyone says about the weather here because, you know, <laughs> when there was snow and it was going to be, Brighton was going to be drowned in snow, apparently, yes. and there was a yellow warning. Yeah. And then it just mildly sleeted for a, like an hour. And I was like, <laughs> so is that it? Like, is that all we're getting? So I just, yeah, I, didn't th- I think spring in England is spring. You know, this is pretty good. So currently there's no. a blue sky. It's mild. That's pretty good. But any second it could go downhill. But we know this. It's no, been all day. I, I think you've been in England all of your life and you've just, you, you've lowered your expectations, Olivia. No, but but you when we say spring, you have to say spring about the country you're in. We can't, there's no generic spring. Do you know what I mean? Like spring here is minus one. That's spring. <laughs> like it's springy. <laughs> I don't want that spring. I want the other spring. Well, then you should move to like, I don't know, Egypt. I'm sure their spring is different. <laughs> They've got a hot spring. Like ours is just springy, you know? It makes you spring. You go outside and you spring because it's cold. And then you go inside and get your jacket. That's spring. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, my other thing that I want to throw away is um, herbal teas that taste like water. Yeah, that's so annoying. That is you know who you are. I'm, I'm, I'm not naming names, but supermarkets... That make herbal tea that is all colour yeah, and no taste. Or like when they're like this one that is um, a passion fruit and the tears of a baby unicorn. And you're like, OK. And then you drink it and you're like, it actually just sort of tastes like berry. Um, I don't know what. And yeah. then there's another one that's apparently entirely different, but just tastes like the same berry. <laughs> I'm kind of like, yeah, that's yeah. what you lied to me. Yeah. The yeah. only tea that is distinctive is like lemon <laughs> and ginger. I get that. It's lemon yeah. and ginger. Yeah. That, that's straightforward. It's these other ones where you, you make it. It, smell, it mm. smells like berries. Mm. It looks like berries. Mm. It tastes like water. Mm. I mean, I don't mind drinking hot water. That's not, I'm not adverse to that. No. But, but when I drink hot water, I want to drink. I'm drinking hot water. I know what I'm going to drink, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, again, why why do you think it's okay to raise my expectations? Yeah. Only to to dash them yeah. like a cold tea bag against a wall. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's wrong. It's wrong, people. Okay. Don't do it. I mean, and the reality is, if you if you try to buy herbal tea for 74p, you're gonna get hot water. That is that is also true. Yes. yes. 
Well, then, then your other throwaway should be the price of herbal tea. Is it well? Let's not even go there. I, there's a herbal tea I really like: raspberry and lemon. Yeah. Why is it two pounds seventy? Exactly. It's actually twenty ridiculous. tea bags. It's actually ridiculous. It's a bit much. Doesn't anyway. make any sense. That is my that is my like love throwaway, Olivia. Um, I love that. I have a holiday booked. And I was concerned that I wasn't going to get there, but God has ordained a corridor and that is wonderful. And I will get there. And also the airline, we have to change the holiday twice now. And the airline has given us vouchers for flights both times. So we haven't had to keep paying money to rebook, which is wonderful. But yes, a corridor has been ordained and I am excited to go on my holiday for the first time in 10 years. Whoop. Um, I am, what's my like? What do I like? I mean, the weather's been okay. Are you just trying to... <laughs> what? Well, it's like there's blue skies. That's quite nice. I prefer that to other things. Um, I'd like to throw away that I just found out that Lawrence Fox, who, if people don't know him, is an incredibly racist actor um, and who also thinks he's a politician now, has just decided that he's running for London mayor. And just I just don't like moments where things like this are... It's just fueling more racism. And I just find it, if you really are wondering who he is, imagine like a male Katie Hopkins and there you go, you've got Lawrence Fox, wow. who was an actor in things that if you Google him, he's been in things that you might like because there's a few movies that he's been in that I like. Um, but yeah, just really racist, just um, and bigoted and awful. And yeah, I would also like to... Huh? And he's running on an anti-lockdown ticket. Yes, yes, which is just incredibly wonderful. Um, you know, and we really enjoy that. I'm not saying that he'll win uh, because I don't think he will, but it's it, it, that's enough fuel for him. He doesn't need to have this level of publicity. And I would also like to throw away Piers Morgan talking about black women like he is a black woman. I'm finding that deeply annoying. And if he could just get a hobby or find something to do. That would be wonderful. Piers, if you're listening, I will give you a list of things that you could talk about <laughs> that are more in, important. Like I quite enjoyed Piers talking to politicians about how badly they've handled the coronavirus. I was on his side. He articulated himself well, and now I'm not on his side. And I would like him to go back to talking about politicians because just discuss things that affect you directly. Megan is a black woman. Mind your business and continue with your day. Yeah. I, Olivia, you once had a person that um, consistently told you. Yes. And I said to him, if you do not have a vagina or a uterus, please do not speak about women or on the behalf of women. So, Piers, unless you are a black person with melanin, your mother is black, your ancestors are black and fought for you, or you have a uterus, a vagina or boobs, then be quiet. And that is where we leave that. It's unnecessary for you to speak about it completely and I also want to throw away this morning for bringing on a panel of four white men to talk about a black women once again all of you mind your business whoever's in charge of this morning just correct yourself because that is not how you talk about things if you want to talk about black women bring black women on the show and then we will accept it um but yes that was it I'm done um I don't know people are waiting at me what's happening <laughs> I think that we are done oh great I mean no not great ah <laughs> Um, I've, am I meant to say something? <laughs> I don't know what to say. Are you allowed to say something? No, am I meant to? I, I guess not now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, we have 
we are done. It's been great uh, listening to each other. Well, yes. It's probably been mostly great listening to me. Okay, um, well. Because, you know, it just has. That's that's how yeah. life is, really. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this has been, or is actually still, sh- I'm talking. Have and, a lovely week. Yeah, have a good week. And then the week after, because we yes. broadcast every two weeks. Again, stating the obvious. Yeah, in again, but that's that's what we do, and that's probably why I state the obvious because Olivia, otherwise, would just live around just wondering what was going on. That seems inaccurate, but okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's what really happened. Got a shot. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.